All right. Like I said, please please bear with me. My right arm is in a, is in a lot of pain, so it's hard to really maneuver quickly. But I'm not going to let this stop me. Here comes the introductions. And you thought I forgot about them, didn't you? Well, here they come, whether you're ready or not. So there. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Firefox News Online. It's time, as you just heard, for Talking Points. So here we go. Well, you know, something has been gnawing at me for a while now, you know, with the woke business, the cancel culture crap, and, and it's really been bothering me. And, and I, I, think, I think it's time I said something to some of these colleges and universities uh, that believe telling a student they can't attend online courses because they're not vaccinated is just a load of crap. Oh, maybe I should say it again, only this time mention the school. So here goes nothing. Rutgers University. Shove your higher learning straight up your ass. Use a broom handle to jam it in nice and tight. But shove your higher learning straight up your fucking ass. You... Liberal pieces of shit, you ass clowns. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard correctly. Rutgers University recently told a student they could not attend online courses because they weren't vaccinated. Now that's going a little too fucking far. I'm sorry. You're sitting in the comfort of your own living room, maybe even your dining room or kitchen. You might even have a desk in your bedroom. And as long as your bedroom is neat and clean and your background is fairly decent, there shouldn't be a problem. Rutgers University, being one of the many liberal universities out there, had to go there. They had to go this route. They had to turn around and tell a student, you're not vaccinated, you cannot come to class. Okay, that's their choice. But what bothers me, what really pisses me to fuck off, is the fact that they turn around and tell the same student Oh, and you cannot attend university classes online until you're vaccinated. Rutgers University, you cannot transmit a virus over the Internet unless it's a computer virus, you twit, you witless wonders, you fucking morons. You are so full of bullshit. It ain't even funny. I mean, this student obviously is paying his tuition or it's coming from his parents, or a combination of both. So I can't imagine why you would sit there and actually think you're going to get away with telling a student you cannot attend online classes until you're properly vaccinated. He's not a computer virus, you idiots. Like I said, you can't transmit a virus like COVID over a computer. Does anyone at Rutgers even know that at all? I mean, are liberals that stupid? I'm sorry. I just asked a really dumb question, and I already know the answer. Yes, they are. But that's not even the half of it, okay? Now, I've got the story. I'm going to share it with you. 
But let me explain something, ladies and gentlemen. If you're sending your child, your son or daughter, to college or to a university, and they get told uh, you're not vaccinated, so you need to stay home, and then turn around and tell the student, and until you are vaccinated, you will not be able to attend online classes. If that happens to your child, you know what you do? You turn around, you go into the place, no mask on, storm into the dean's office and go, suffering, fuck attack, Bronx cheering all the way, and tell them, gee, I don't know if I was vaccinated or not. I forgot to bring my record card, if I even have one. (laughs) You want to see how fast they turn as white as a sheet and drop like a stone? Folks, I'm not suggesting you actually do that. I'm just saying that, you know, to kind of lift your spirits a little, because what happened to this student is out of line, outrageous, and completely wrong. The guy's going to be sitting in his House. He's not going to the school. He's not going anywhere near Rutgers. He's going to be doing it from remotely online. You're going to actually deny this young man the opportunity to remotely take the courses. Hmm. And people say, I should go to college, take up acting, broadcasting, journalism. Well, the journalism thing I really don't need to do. I've been doing it for 13 fucking years. I got it down pretty much to a science. Now, acting classes, sure, I would love to do that. Might even consider remotely. Don't know if it would be any good, but, you know. But if the, if the place that I decide to attend asks me to show my vaccination record, I'm going to tell them, I'd like to see your license to practice medicine in the state of New York, please. And if they say they're not licensed to practice medicine in the state of New York, or they turn around and go, I don't have a medical license, I'll just turn to them and say, well, then you ain't got no business asking me my private medical information. Outside of general information, the only thing you get is general information. You want to know my vaccination record? Go to the federal government and ask your Democrat liberal shitbag friends in Congress to uh, violate my HIPAA rights and get it for you. I tell them where they can go shit in their hat and then wipe it on their face. I would tell them in a New York minute to kiss my ass and I'll mark the spot. I mean, for God's sakes, you know, technically we still have a pandemic going on, but why in God's name, honestly, why in God's name would anybody be stupid enough to tell a student well, you're not vaccinated, so we have to ask you to not come to class. Okay? I can do that. That also includes online classes. Huh? That's the kind of reaction they would get. Huh? Followed with a simple question. What do you mean I cannot attend online classes? Are you implying that I'm a computer virus now? See, that's the thing. Like I said, it's not a computer virus. It's a fucking Virus that you catch physically, not virtually. But like I said, what do you expect from a liberal institution? Now, I can safely say without fear of contradiction, this is the first time I've actually heard of a 
university or college telling a student they can't even attend virtual classes online. So to be curious as to what the deal really is. Now, as I said, I've got the full story. I'll bring it up for discussion in just a few moments. But America, this is the kind of crap we're getting. Remember last year when the protesters broke into stores and started stealing their merchandise? Do you remember what one woman said? Well, this is reparations. The stolen merchandise, that is, she was referring to. That was reparations. A form of reparations. So you got that kind of mentality running our colleges and our universities. Holy fuck, are you kidding me? Hashtag FFNOP, hashtag FFNOP. Trend tonight's broadcast all over the globe on social media right now. And with that having been said, it is now time, as always, for the rest of the story. Hang on, everybody. Somehow, today has been just one crazy minute after another. For a Tuesday, only Tuesday. Now, before I go running back to the kitchen to retrieve my coffee, I never get to fucking get in time. Let me see if I can... Get this to work. Okay. Bring up the guys on the phone line to 347 945 5747. I don't mind telling you. For a Tuesday, this sure feels more like, well, Tuesday. <laughs> There's no getting around it. It's terrible Tuesday. I mean, for God's sake. First, I fall down half a flight of stairs trying to leave the house today. I kid you not, folks. I actually didn't fall down a half a flight of stairs. My right foot froze, locked up, right right from under me. And I'm thinking to myself, Timber! And that's exactly what happened. I went zippity-doo-dah down half a flight of stairs. Didn't get hurt. I landed on my knees, and that hurt for a while. But... I'm telling you, boy, boy, oh boy, mm, 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 mm. that was just the beginning. That was just the beginning. And that was at 10 o'clock this morning. Then to add insult to injuries, I go to walk up. You're going to love this, folks. I go to walk up the stairs. And what happens? Boom! I trip on the stairs going halfway up, and I land forehead first right into the stairs. The only thing I got out of that was a headache. (laughs) 
Needless to say, I was not a happy camper. Okay? And that was just the beginning of my day. What happened next? Really sucked. I went shopping. You know, to get the groceries, you know, the food for, for the house and everything, all the nice stuff, all the simple shit. And I forgot my wallet. That's right, I forgot my wallet. <laughs> Terrible Tuesday, running in overtime. Luckily, the person I do business with... Only, basically because I was running on a transportation voucher uh, through one of the agencies I do business with, so it doesn't cost me anything. He said, well, I'll tell you what, George, you're in good luck today because I'm not that busy. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn around and I'm going to bring you back. We're only a quarter of the way from the house, so we weren't that far. He said, we'll go back to the house and grab your wallet, get in, and we'll zip on over. And I'm like, we're going to zip on over. The way my luck is running, we're going to zip on over and probably get sideswiped or T-boned or some other damn thing. He looks at me and through his mirror, he opens his eyes wide and says, Well, you're in a ray of sunshine, aren't you, George? Needless to say, Fellas, when I got back here with the groceries, that was that was the one thing that actually went right. You know, that and the grocery shopping itself. But for the better part of the day, I've been dealing with all kinds of dumb shit. I'm telling you, if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have any. What am I saying? Bad luck's all I got at the moment. <laughs> Joining me on the phone lines are Gunslinger from the Lone Star State, Mike from Louisiana, nicknamed the Crazy Cajun. I haven't figured out why I did that originally, but well, it doesn't really matter. So what's going on, fellas? Uh, not too much. Um... You know, if I didn't know better, that story you talk, you that that story you led your talking points with George sounds like something right out of the Babylon Bee. No, straight up, the kid, this young man, I kid you not, what this what happened with this young man is, they told him because he wasn't vaccinated, he couldn't attend classes. On by remote access, no less. He can't go to physical. Uh, yeah, he, he he's not able to go to uh, to to uh, to Rutgers itself because he's not vaccinated, right? And they're telling him you can't attend remote classes either. I'm like, what the fuck kind of shit is this? I thought the same thing you did, Mike. I thought it was a a joke. It's no joke. 
It is, it's dead straight up real. This poor guy, you know, couldn't go to classes. He Classes started September 1st by remote, and he was not able to go. I'll give you, I'll give you the whole story when I, in just a minute. But I'm telling you, man, it's, it's fucking ridiculous, to say the least. I mean, that's like telling, that's like telling somebody, you know, they can't breathe because air's at a premium. <laughs> or you're not allowed to drink any water until you, unless you're vaccinated. These mandates that, that colleges and universities are putting out there are just way too out of control. So, I mean, um, I mean, it's a liberal university to begin with. It's a liberal university. <laughs> but still, these guys are, a lot of these <laughs> students are paying their own tuition. Or their parents are paying part of it. And they're paying the other part. Or they got, they got uh, scholarships or whatever the case is. This is how the federal government is probably getting them to do it. Now, check this out. Tell me if this sounds, about, if this sounds even remotely plausible. Okay, this is just a guess on my part. I'm not saying this is actually what's happening. Now, the government gives these universities and colleges money. What does the federal government say? If you want our money, you're going to have to. You're going to have to convince the students that they can't go to classes unless they're vaccinated, including remotely. I wouldn't put it past the United States government to do that shit. Now I'm in front of my computer, so let me see about getting this. Ah, there we are. Aha! When I went food shopping today, by the way, I decided to go to Odd Lots. You can get halfway decent stuff pretty cheap there. 
I picked up a wired mouse there. I can, I can, my, this mouse works perfectly. I have scrolling ability back. I can do everything without having to get up tight about it. Bear with me while I pour a cup of coffee here. I got me one big ass cup of coffee too. Alright, first of all, before we go any further, uh, let me just express to you, well, Mike went to, the, went to the video side to check out what's happening there. So Mike, you already know that uh, uh, Iggy Mom and Cherokee Rose said hello to everybody, but uh, yep. Gunslinger, you didn't know that. So uh, from Cherokee Rose and Iggy Mom, they said hello. Yo, yo, yo. Now, oh, come on, camera. That's not fair. My, my for part of my forehead's disappearing. It's like I, it's like somebody took an eraser to it. You laugh. This ain't fun. I mean, right above my left eye. Well, I mean, look. Every so can, often. We can say that about, about Biden's brain. Somebody probably took an eraser to it. Mm. <laughs> I could say more than that, but I'm gonna behave myself for a moment. I want to save that for later. <laughs> Let me just fix this. Uh... Come on now, fingers, work with me. Oh. That's a little bit. Now my forehead's not ending up with a hole in it. I know I've been told over the years I've got holes in my head, but I keep telling people, yes, I know, I got holes in uh, holes on the side of my head called my ears. I got a ho- I got holes in my head called my nostrils. I got hole I got a big hole in my head called my big mouth. Oh, and I'm still vanishing. That's not fair. Oh. Oh the hell with it! I'll fix it. Okay, so so above my left eye, you may see you may see dark spots. Those dark spots are not uh, anything to worry about. It's just my forehead vanishing in spots where it looks like I have a black hole on my forehead. Kind of sucks. I know. Uh, all right. So anyway, let's get right down to the nitty-gritty, shall we? Uh, if I can find that story, I'll be happy. There it is. Now, this is from the New York Post. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding. I was looking at this thing, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you've got to be fucking kidding. And I can't stop the video. Thank you. 
I hate auto start videos. They're a pain in my nuts. <laughs> All right. Glad you find it funny, buddy. It ain't that funny to me. It's annoying. It's a pain in the tuchus. Mm. Well, a New Jersey student has said he is barred from taking classes at Rutgers University because he has not been vaccinated, even though he is only studying virtually from home. 22-year-old Logan Holler told NJ.com that he largely ignored the school's COVID mandate because all my classes were remote. Uh, from his Sandyston home, some 70 miles from Rutgers campus in New Brunswick. But he was locked out of his Rutgers email and related accounts when he went to pay his tuition at the end of last month and was told that he needed to be vaccinated even though he has no plans to attend in person. Holler has now been forced to miss classes that started September 1st and has been warned it could be weeks before a decision is reached on his application for an exemption to the vaccine mandate, he said. I'll probably have to transfer to a different university, Holler told NJ.com, saying he knows of at least one other student in the same position. I find it concerning for the vaccine to be pushed by the university rather than my doctor, he told the outlet. If someone wants to be vaccinated, that's fine with me, but I don't think they should be pushed. He insisted saying he doesn't find COVID to be scary because he is healthy and not in an at-risk age group. I don't care if I have access to campus. I don't need to be there. They can, they can ban me. I just want to be left alone, he said. Holler's stepfather, Keith Williams, who has been vaccinated, told the outlet... He is dumbfounded at Rutgers' stance. I believe in science. I believe in vaccines. Ah, but I am highly confident that COVID-19 and variants do not travel through computer monitors by taking online classes, Williams told NJ.com. He chose to prove himself from an on-campus experience so he would not need to be vaccinated, Williams said. Now to be removed and shut down for his, from his Rutgers email and online classes during the start of his senior year seems a bit crazy. Rutgers spokeswoman Dory Devlin insisted that the university has provided comprehensive information and direction to students to meet vaccine requirements through several communications channels. She noted that Rutgers policy differentiates between a fully online degree-granting program and classes that are fully remote, but part of a course where other students are on campus, as in Holler's case. Devlin told the site that staff continued, continued to work 
helping students apply for waiver requests for medical or religious reasons. While conceding they, could, they should expect a two to four week turnabout, uh, turnaround, sorry, during which time they will not have access to university systems. Once it is processed and verified, students are allowed to access the uh, allowed access to university systems. She said. So in the meantime, this young man is basically not able to attend classes remotely. He's sitting in the comfort of his own home, 70 miles from the campus. The last time I checked, and like I said in my talking points, the last time I knew, you couldn't, if I were to sneeze right now, if I had a cold and I sneeze, you wouldn't be able to catch my cold. Viruses from the human body do not travel through a microphone or a monitor screen or a camera. So would someone care to explain to me just how incredibly fucked up people can tell a student, I'm sorry, but because you're not vaccinated, you will be barred from taking classes remotely. I would have said, why? I'm doing my classes via a computer. That's what I would have asked right off the bat. I'd have told them, look, I shouldn't have to apply for a waiver when I'm sitting in the comfort of my goddamn living room. Okay. Let me start with you, Mike, uh, on this one first. You know what, I'll I'll say this again. This story, even though it's real, it smacks of something right out of the Babylon Bee or the Onion or something like that. I mean, that's what it smacks, that's what it sounds like. How, how is it that they can do this to this guy I mean, I don't know of any other, I haven't heard of any other colleges that are telling, oh, okay, uh, you can't, you can't go to online classes until you get a, until you get the, get the shot. All right. Uh, okay. There's a reason why I'm taking the classes online because I don't want the shot, but I still want my education. And you're telling me I have to get the shot anyway? Where's the logic? Of course, of course, we're talking liberals that run these colleges, right? These universities, right? So Mm -hmm. logic has nothing to do with it. In some cases, in most cases, you know. So, I, again, like you answered your own question earlier, I just answered my own my own logic question about this whole thing. It's illogical. Most times, liberals are illogical. You know, 
I mean, even even Mr. Spock, you know, from Star Trek, would would say, "No, well, that's illogical, Jim." You know, and that's that's the point. This is this is totally illogical what they're doing to this kid, to this guy. I mean, but then again, like I said, like I said. It, they're Democrats. They're they liberals. They're Democrats that run this college. So, what, what do you what do you expect? Right, back to you, George. Well, for those of you watching on the video platforms, you'll see what I'm about to do again in just a second. But um, <clears throat> I would. Definitely do give the give the Vulcan hand sign to the dean of the university and go, dean whatever your name is. Logic clearly dictates that your logic is flawed. I would like you to consider reading between the lines. As you can see, I read. I give you the reading as clear as glass. And for those of you listening on the radio side, I turned the Vulcan hand sign around and showed the middle finger birdie. Mm. That's right. I'd, I'd flip in the bird and then tell him, look, how can you catch a, the COVID-19 through computer wires? I'd love to hear your science on that one. Does that make is that even remotely does that even remotely sound possible? Now before now before I go to Gunslinger, I want to get to I want to get read a comment that uh, Cherokee Rose uh, wrote. Of course, I gotta try and cut down the brightness on my on my screen just a little bit for the uh, there. Now, ah, live long and prosper to you too, young lady. Yes, I see that Vulcan hand sign you put in the chat. I didn't know you could do that. Okay, I'll have to remember that. Now, according to Cherokee Rose. Grand Canyon University has no it doesn't require masks. There's no vac- vaccination mandates. Nothing. That's in, and, and Grand Canyon University is Arizona. Hello. What do they know that Rutgers University doesn't? I know what it is. Wait a minute. Science fact. Gunslinger, you're up. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's just it well it, it has nothing to do with anything but command and control. You will do what I say. Oh yes, thank you, Master. And once I do what you say, Master, you mean I can take your classes now, Master? May I kiss your ass, Master? This is what it comes down to. 
because this is what fucking liberals are. You know, their 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 ego is overloading their fucking ass. They're narcissists. Okay, go look up the definition of a narcissist. This is exactly what liberals um, are. <clears throat> wait, 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 gun, gunslinger, gunslinger, hold on a second. A narcissist? Mm. You mean yeah, narcissist? Narcissist, narcissist, Spartacist, Spartacus, whatever. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not picking on you, buddy. It's just when you said narcissist, you know what, what came to my mind? Oh, shit, we're going to be calling the, the, narc, the narc squad next. They'll sick the narcs on us. A bunch of narcs will come knocking on our door going, okay, man, hand over them, hand over them Newports. Okay, sorry, Justin. Go ahead. That could be niched. Who knows? With these dumb fucks, I mean, really? I mean, <laughs> but, you know, you, you, you get my point. They all live in a fantasy world, okay? They, that's what liberals are. I mean, remember the brain-eating disorder that I haven't said in a long time? Liberalism. Liberalism. Brain-eating disorder. Yeah, Exactly. So if I was this guy, I would say I'd get my tuition back, and I'd say go fuck yourself, motherfuckers. Okay, up yours, you know, with half the state. You've got to start talking back to these dumb fucks. I mean, because if you don't, they're just going to continue and continue and continue. They're bullshit. You know, you said earlier, uh, well, can I breathe now, Daddy? Uh, master, please. Can I take a drink of water, Master? Okay. This is what it's going. To, this is what it's going to come down to. I'm, I'm telling you, and I see a hell of a lot of discrimination lawsuits brewing. Okay, because you can say, well, you got, you can't target people like that. That's discrimination. Isn't isn't people screaming discrimination all the time? Well, this is going to fall into the category. You just wait, wait till the fucking lawyer get a hold of it. Then then you'll see what I'm, then you'll see, and they they, they don't care. They don't care, but you need to hit them in the pocketbook. Okay. Well, fuck you. I'll take my business someplace else. You don't want my money? Fuck you. Go ahead. Yeah, you see, and and in there lies the proverbial rub, gunslinger. Okay. These these liberal colleges and universities, you know, because they're getting federal grant money or whatever the case is, they're basically towing the liberal line. Only they're taking it to a literal extreme, as in the case of uh, this young man, Holler. Now, Holler is talking about possibly transferring his, his, um, his credits and everything to another school. He shouldn't have to. He shouldn't have to go there. He shouldn't have to, to, to go through the hassle. Okay? Rutgers University, okay, what, what I believe should happen, okay, and, 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 and follow, me, follow with me on this, guys. What I believe should happen is, yes, the lawyers need to get involved. They need to get involved. You know why? Because somewhere along the line, somebody needs to be called up on the carpet. Because these vaccination mandates, you know, I, okay, 
they want to impose them on the students that go physically to campus, that's one thing. That's their choice. They can do that. They want. But to impose their will in someone's private residence? No. That's going too far. That is George Orwell shit. That's an Orwellian way to to run a railroad. And I'm sorry. No. Now, hopefully, there's someone out there listening or watching this broadcast, either live or in archives, and can get him and knows this this kid personally. If there is that chance, I'd get a lawyer and fast and tell that lawyer exactly what's going on. Now, the New York Post picked up on this story. I think it's time for the net. I, I think One American News, Newsmax, they need to pick up on the story, too. Because at the end of the day, if they, can do it, if they can do it to one student, they can do it to them all. I mean, okay, it's like I said. Now, I'm sitting here. In the comfort of my of my home studio, my home, basically. And let's say I end up with a cold, and I sneeze. That sneeze is not going to transmit through the camera. That sneeze is not going to go through the microphone. Oh, the sound of it might go through the microphone. But the actual germs, no. You know, these fucking liberals say follow the science. But when it comes to these vaccination mandates, they make it up as they go along. And that pisses, and that pisses me off. It does. Because these, you know, young people today are having a hard enough time because of these mandates. Even regular school children are being affected by these by these uh, remote classes and everything. Now, maybe in ten, twenty years, these remote classes w- w- could could be a normal thing, and that's fine. Especially for students that, you know, when, when there's student overcrowding in, you know, in schools like there's been over the years. I can understand that. But to force a child to wear a mask, to force a student in college to get vaccinated or to be locked out of, of, their, of, their, of their higher learning, no. That's wrong on every conceivable level. All right. Moving right along here. According to According to Epic Times, 
congressman is saying at least 500 Americans are stranded in Afghanistan. Hold on. Stupid pop-up came up. Blocked my view. Contradicting the White House's estimates. Now get this. Representative Daryl Issa, Republican from California, whose office has been working to, to evacuate two elderly U.S. citizens from Afghanistan, said it's likely that about 500 Americans remain stranded in the country, a figure that's at odds with estimates provided by the White House officials. Unless we continue and get the rest of our American citizens and all those otherwise eligible out, we won't have done our job. Isa told the Associated Press, confirming the number. When including the family members of U.S. citizens, Isa said the number of people stranded in Afghanistan could be as high as 1,000. Republican from Nebraska, Don Bacon, Don, Don, Don Bacon, or however it's pronounced, I'm not sure, stated to the news agency that the Biden administration needs to provide the full number of those left behind in the South Asian nation. The problem is, it doesn't include families, he said. They're lowballing the numbers. White House Chief of Staff Ron Klein, Ron Klain told CNN on September 5th that he believes around 100 Americans remain inside Afghanistan, while Joe Biden said last week that about 100 to 200 U.S. citizens remained. The final U.S. military evacuation flight was carried out from the Kabul airport one week ago, officially ending the 20-year-long U.S. involvement in the country. Okay. Oh, come on with these pop-ups. Damn it. We believe it's around 100. We're in touch with all of them who we've identified on a regular basis, claimed a top Biden deputy told CNN. Some U.S. citizens and Afghan nationals are coming out of Afghanistan by land, by land travel, he said. He noted that the White House is continuing to work on efforts to get them out by air as well. We're going to continue to move those special immigrant visa holders out of the country. Other than ISA, some veteran-led rescue groups told AP that the estimate that no more than 200 Americans were left behind is too low. Mike Jason who runs a rescue operation known as Allied Airlift 21, told the news outlet that he believes the figure is far higher, saying it's also misleading because it doesn't include family members of Americans trapped there. Alex Plitzis, I think that's how it's pronounced, an Iraq war veteran who's part of a rescue network known as Digital Dunkirk, said that in one day, he received calls from six Americans stuck in, in the country earlier this week and that none registered with the U.S. Embassy. The White House figure could be off by hundreds, 
Putsis, a former intelligence officer in Afghanistan, told AP. Before the Afghan government and army fully collapsed and the Taliban took over the country, White House officials estimated that between 10,000 and 15,000 Americans were in the country. Biden said last week that more than 120,000 people, including Afghans and Americans, were evacuated from the Kabul airport. Representatives for the U.S. State Department didn't respond to a request for comment by press time. And that's uh, this. This was from the Epic Times, uh, based based in New York. I'm, you know, I'm willing to I'm willing to 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 say that there's got to be at least a, at least a thousand or more uh, American citizens trapped in Afghanistan. If you remember last night, I brought I brought the story out about how there were six planes in in um, in this one airport with Americans on board that the Taliban will not let leave. Well, I've got a story waiting in the wings that talks about how the State Department put the brakes on it. All right, so if Daryl Issa is saying anywhere between 500 and 1,000, the numbers could be a lot more than, than that alone. Did, does this, does the, does the number of Americans at this point in time matter? Because as far as I'm concerned, one American is one American left behind too many. All right, Gunslinger, you were last to comment, so why don't you go ahead first? Well, you know, they're going to be, I guarantee you this is not going to come out very pretty, okay? If you got all those people that are trapped, okay, where are they going? Right. I mean, where can you go? Uh, uh, to your local terrorist? Hello, terrorist, can I leave the country? So shoot, boom, no, there's your answer. Uh, <laughs> they're kind of what, what I'd like to refer to as being between a rock and a hard place. Okay, I wow, and those 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 uh, six airplanes that you uh, post a picture on, if those if there's Americans on those airplanes, uh, you know you can only stay on an airplane for so many so long. I mean, you're gonna run out of water, they're gonna run out of food, they're gonna run out of fuel. Okay. I, that would get very dicey in there, I guarantee it. So, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but the State Department would mean, hell, they, don't, they didn't give a fuck about Big Gazi, did they? Why would they give a fuck about these people? I mean, one is too many, obviously, you know, those people got killed over in Big Gazi, but the State, the State Department just sat on their fucking ass and did nothing. Well, kind of looks like they're going to sit on their ass and do nothing this time, too. Hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, well, that's the, and that's the problem, Gunslinger. The, the, you know, the State Department, the White House, they're all sitting on their ass with their thumbs stuck up their ass. And they, and they think they they actually think that the American people are that stupid. 
to to believe that 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 only a hundred to two hundred people are still over there, only a hundred to two hundred. A lot of these folks have families over there, so it's definitely got to be way more than than five hundred. Definitely more than a thousand. Mike. Yeah, I mean, this is part and parcel of who we have in the office as a commander-in-chief. I mean, look, the, 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 the yeah, yeah, you may have some very liberal people in the, in the State Department, okay, I get that. But they generally follow what the commander-in-chief is doing, uh, follow the orders of the commander-in-chief. Are they, are they supposed to, if they don't, get fired? Because they didn't, for, I don't know, not their election of duty, but for, for not following orders, right? So these things, these, oh, we're going to, you want to go get a, I, I may be giving the State Department too much credit, but I'm, I don't want to say I'm sure that on the whole, that they're they're not gonna they're not they like to get the people out of there, but following orders, which is something you know we can get into later. But I mean, generally speaking, that's what they. I'm not defending this. I'm not. I'm just saying what is or what usually is. So, like you say, the numbers are low. The numbers are extremely low for the numbers, you know, for the numbers of people that are still there. I mean, for God's sakes, and well, uh, Glenn Beck has three or four uh, 767s, you know, waiting to get people out, sitting on the sitting on the runways, and they're not allowing the people to get to the planes. And to get out of there, you know. And it's not the Taliban that's doing it. It's our own freaking uh, idiot guy in the White House or whoever or whomever is pulling his strings. Because we know we we know his brain's not out there. But that's that's a not, we've talked about that problem. But this this whole problem. With the numbers and them lying about the numbers and and frankly, he keeps going the way he's going. I know you don't trust polls, but his approval ratings are in the tank. Well, when, you know, when it comes to the polls, Mike, I don't trust them during the presidential elections. When it comes to approval ratings, that's a baseline of what the American people think of his of his of his performance. So. Right. Slightly different matter. Continue. Right. right. So, I mean, it, it is what it is with this thing. Just, I mean, we should have gotten them out, and the, also the people. And if we, if we deem that we couldn't get all the equipment out, fine. There are things you can do with the, with the equipment to make them inoperable. Right. Uh, now, the guns, okay, fine, whatever. The M16s, the pistols, whatever, whatever they have, yeah. 
it's going to be hard to make those things inoperable once these guys get a hold to them. But the helicopters and the other things, yeah, you can make them inoperable. You can you could have made it to where they're not going to be able to fly around with people hanging from beneath of them. You know, you can make it that way. But again, this is ineptitude and the inconsistency and the lying aspect of this this whole administration. And for for better or for worse, the 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 uh the disease is filtering down to all the rest of the various organ uh you know uh organizations that are inside the government, you know, so Back to you, George. Well, yeah, because, look, Mike, let's face the reality here. And I think, I think Cherokee Rose, uh, watched on, uh, on Twitch, uh, kind of put it, kind of put it right, right out in the, right out there. Extortion, 17. Benghazi, now this. Democrats, this administration does not care about the military or Americans in general. And I agree with you on that one, Cherokee Rose. I do indeed agree with you on that. Okay? I mean, where did he get that from? When he was working with Barack Obama for eight years. That's where he got that mentality from. But, of course, in his case, it's worse because his brain matters turned to Swiss cheese. Now, I know I love Swiss cheese, but, I mean, for God's sakes, it's an analogy and a good one. He's got more holes in his, in his thinking than Carter's got liver pills in a bottle. So all of this insanity, you know, with the numbers, all of this BS... You know, when it comes to, um, uh, you know, the, the, the White House says like 100 to 200 people. No, that's, that's fucking lying through their teeth. It's got to be way more than that. No doubt in my mind. It's got to be at least 1,000 or better Americans, fam- with their families included, that are sitting over there. Now, if we're if we're going to help the translators, you know, the people that translated for us, that's that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But something tells me they're bringing over way too many. There couldn't have been that many people translating for us. But then again, over over a twenty year span, yeah, there might have been. But I think it would be a safe bet that they're not being vetted properly. I'm willing to bet that some of the Taliban, ISIS, and Al-Qaeda kids are, are saying that they're, uh, you know, they, they did this, they did that, they did that, just to get the fuck out of there and join their terror cell buddies here in the States. They're not being vetted properly. Things are not going right. And we have Biden to thank for it. Now... 
there's two days left of the Taliban's demands. They demand that the United States recognize them as a legitimate government in Afghanistan. What happens after the two days are done? What happens to those Americans that are stuck there in Afghanistan? I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. They're going to get they're going to get their heads lopped off. They're going to end up dead. And that bothers and that scares the fuck out of me. All these people, their families, could end up losing their lives because Biden trusts the Taliban to be honest. Right. The Taliban was involved with Al-Qaeda 20 years ago. Do you really think they've changed? I don't. Not one bit. All right. Next. Now remember what I said. Now remember that story about the, the the university student who was being locked out and can't do his classes remotely. Well, the New York Post came out with this story today. Also, apparently, a teacher is accused of taping. The face, a face mask on a humiliated nine-year-old student. That's right, folks. Taped the mask to the face. Well, I'll tell you what. I've got a clip here that I'm going to play for you That'll, that tells the story rather adequately rather than my trying to read it. So, let's see if I can pull it up on the thing here. I love it when things start working right. All right. Here we go. I hope. The mom of a local nine-year-old boy is demanding his substitute teacher be fired after she says that a teacher taped a face mask to her son's face when he did not wear it properly in the classroom. She spoke to us under the condition that we not use her name or show her face, worried her son could be further traumatized at school, but wanting other parents to know what is happening in one fourth grade classroom. I I was furious. Furious. I was I was scared for my son on what kind of like long-term effect it's going to have on him socially. Uh, the fact that the entire class was laughing. This mom of a fourth grade student at Reedham Elementary in Mountain's Edge says his substitute teacher stepped way over the line when the nine-year-old failed to properly wear his mask in class. He went to get a sip of water, forgot to put the mask on. Teacher then did not tell him to put it back on or send him to the office. 
She instead pulled them up in the front of the classroom, in front of all of the students, and she then taped the mask across the top of his face. The mom says the sub added a second layer of tape from his nose to his forehead, and with tape still on his face, he went to the office to pick up homework he'd forgotten at home, and his dad dropped off. When he went to the office to pick up that homework is when one of the administrators noticed the tape on his face. Alarmed, that administrator took the tape off of the child and alerted the principal who went to the classroom to investigate, filling out this report. And she saw another student, who she thought was my son, with tape on their face as well. This mom later asked her son, had other students also had their masks taped to their face? He said yes. It's been happening in his classroom since the beginning of the school year. He says that he remembers up to five. This mom says it is not a political issue. She has no problem with the mask mandate, but says nine-year-olds like her son are often forgetful and should never be punished, purposefully embarrassed in this way. He was very upset. He was crying. He was humiliated. Fox 5 questioned the school district about this incident. They responded, quote, the district is aware of the isolated incident and is dealing with the employee through the proper channels. The principal proactively notified the family of the investigation. But that's not good enough for this mom. I don't think this woman has any business teaching children, for one. Number two, I think parents need to know what's going on in the classrooms. It's, it's crazy. Um, corporal punishment in school should not be happening. And the mom also filed a police report about the teacher putting her hands on the student. She's also now looking at changing schools or possibly moving to a charter school. All right. Now, before I get to the guys on the phone line, um, Mike, did you comment on the last story? I forgot to. I forgot if you did or didn't. Yeah, that was a, them getting out of uh, getting the people out of Afghanistan, right? Yeah. Right. I commented right. on that. Okay. Okay. I just want to be sure. You know, I, I, with the day I've had, can you blame me for double checking? Now. You were the last comment, so I'm going to go to you first. But I want to get to I want to take some get some comments from Cherokee Rose out first. Uh, in regards to the previous story, um, Cherokee Rose said, "Praying they get those poor souls off the tarmac, out of Afghanistan." And when in regards to the Taliban, <laughs> she says, "Hell no, they haven't changed." The Taliban are terrorists. Oh, yeah. Now, in regards to this story, Cherokee Rose said, very sad. Need to slap a lawsuit on the teacher. Lawsuit against the, against the damn school district. Um, just so everyone's aware, oh, and she said, the last thing Cherokee Rose said was, absolutely unacceptable. And I agree. This was Clark County School District in, La in Las Vegas, just to let you all know that. This is Clark County School District in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm sorry, but 
This is getting, this is way out of hand. This is way out of control. Mike, starting with you on this one, as I said, so fire away, buddy. It is out of control, and frankly, we don't know anything about this student. All we know is that she taped it to her face, and it was embarrassing. We don't know whether or not this student had, you know, any kind of asthma or any kind of thing that would cause him or her to have breathing problems with the mask is on, right? And and frankly, I don't know what kind of tape she used to tape the mask to this student's face. Right? <clears throat> you know, if it's masking tape, if it's uh, scotch tape, if it's, hell, if it's um, athletic tape. You know, you just don't know, and this, this, this is—I don't want to say cruel and unusual punishment, but it's cruel and unusual because, again, it's a lip. I bet you it's a liberal school, and this is this can be considered uh, punishment, and and heavy-handed punishment as that at that, and. We know how these liberal schools do not like this isn't this isn't the schools of our youth, George, where teachers would keep uh you know teachers would keep uh yardsticks on the chalk trays of chalkboards so that they can get at them to swat people who came by uh and disturbed their classes. This isn't those schools anymore. You know, liberals have gotten a hold of these schools. Now, you know, and, uh, you know, the mass mandates need to go, number one. They don't, they're not effective with students, with children that young, number two. And like I said, we don't know what kind of extenuating circumstances other than the embarrassment of it all that this student has. I mean, like I said, he or she could have had asthma, you know, or some something that would cause him not to be able, that person not to be able to breathe correctly, right? And being, having these masks taped to the face, just wearing a mask in general, it doesn't work with people like that, you know? Especially if you're a young person, and really, there have been studies that have stated that the younger you are, you don't need to be masked up. You just don't. All right, but this teacher, at worst, she, for her, well, she needs to be fired. Number one, number two, if not, if anything else. They need to suspend her, suspend her without pay, and then go for there, go from there. Because you know, not only is she gonna, is is this mama gonna take this student out of the, out of the school and probably put her in a private school or uh, put it, it, put the student in a private school or 
in a charter school, but she's gonna she's gonna end up suing the school and and probably winning the case. Back to you, George. Well, Mike, it had it it, it didn't have anything to do with a health issue uh, for this kid. What happened was uh, the fourth grader neglected to to uh, put his face covering back on after getting getting up to grab a drink of water. And uh, instead of simply telling the kid to put it back, the child to put it back on, the female teacher pulled him up in front of the classroom and taped the mask across the top of his face. Okay. Now, it doesn't say what kind of tape was used, but I don't. Get, but first of all, let me let me just dispel one thing right here off the bat. Regular regular uh, Scotch tape would not last very long because it's not because because the 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 tape would you know the oils on the on the on the face and everything would cause the t- the tape to fail. So it, and and the same with masking tape. You know the nice old paper tape. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I hate to say it, but as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter what kind of fucking tape was used. The fact that this substitute teacher, you know, and, and it's been happening since the beginning of the school year, you know, didn't give a fuck about the child's safety. Okay. So, oh come on. The mom of a local nine-year-old. Excuse me. I, now I've got. After she said that a teacher. God. Fucking thing started automatically, and I'm trying to trying to find another paragraph that, that coincides with what I'm talk, what I'm saying here. Well, well, school officials. Anything, George, I, I just no, go ahead. Just one other thing, George. If, if this guy is, if this is even worse, if this teacher is a, is a substitute teacher, then that means that not only should she, he or she not she. Uh, have that job anymore, and the stu- the, 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 the school's gonna get sued. But she, he or she should not be called for any uh, substitute job if she's going to do that because you know that you know what's going to happen with this person, right? This person's going to go from, a, from this school to another school and it's going to happen again. You know? Yeah, well, and, and this is the thing. When the mother of this of this nine-year-old uh, took it to one of the administrators, okay, the administrators noticed the tape on his face, and they removed the adhesive and notified the principal of the public shaming display. Okay. Now, the boy later told his mother 
that he remembered five similar incidents and that it had been happening since the beginning of the school year. So the frustrated mother is insisting that this is not a political issue as she supports masks, mask mandates, but doesn't think that going to extremes is necessary. And she, remember, she mentioned, you know, that it's crazy. Corporal punishment in schools should not be happening. Now, like I said, this was the Clark County School District. This is a public school where this happened. So it's even, it's even worse. Gunslinger, go ahead. Well, you know, <clears throat> the, this this substitute teacher should be fired immediately. Never to be, never to, to teach in another school district forever. Okay. Two, the parents of these kids, not just this one, but the other ones, they should go up to that school board and raise all kinds of hell. Okay. Demanding that this these teachers be fired like this. This is ridiculous. But here lies the problem. You've got a bunch of damn pussies for these school boards. I seen a video last week. I don't know where it was, but it was a school board, and there was a bunch of parents a meeting and everything, and these parents were raising hell at, at these school board members, right? Rightfully so. that the, the parents were in the right. Well, suddenly the, the, the school board members said, well, we're going to take a five-minute recess. You know what they did? They fucking walked off the deal, and they ran out the back door like little cowards that they are. And the, and the parents are going, where'd they go? Come out, come out, wherever you are. And the little bitty fucking cowards ran out the back door because they didn't want to hear them. This is the kind of bullshit that you got on these school boards. They're little fucking, they're, they're tyrants. They're, they're I Hitler motherfuckers. You know, they're, they're, they're dictators, okay? Until you start raising all kinds of fucking hell, this is not going to change. Okay, if you just sit there and just, you know, just shy away and bow down, oh, yes, thank you, master, thank you, master, I'll do that, master, how's it going to change, okay? Until the sheep rise up and say, look, motherfucker, you're going to do this or else, okay? Or I'll have you in court every goddamn day. Uh you think it's gonna? You think it's gonna? You think it's gonna change any? No, because they are so. They think they're so big, bad, and powerful that oh well, you can't touch us. We're the school board. <laughs> it's like HOA and all this, all this little cocksucker. Okay, you give people power like this, and it, huh, their head gets bigger than the state of Texas. Go ahead. Well. tell you about an incident that took place in 1980. I was a school bus monitor in Westchester County in the, here in New York. And at the time, the bus run that I, that I was involved with went to the school that I had left in 1979. No, I take it back, 1982. 
Well, I was at least nine. I was nineteen. Three years earlier, I left the same school. I'm getting old, folks. My brain matter is is. Um, I'm trying to remember all this shit, trying to keep it straight in my fucking head, but it's like, oh, God, are you kidding? You know, I finally figured out what gray hair is for. Gray hair is the leaking out of the old brain matter that has finally started saying, I give the fuck up already. Anyway, getting back to what I was saying, though. At the time, I was a school bus. I, I, three years after I quit school, I went to work for a bus company that transported from my hometown to this school. And this school is special education. They dealt with um, learning, learning disabilities and all kinds of other shit, which I did not fall into the category of because, obviously, I had a high aptitude for computers. Gee, I wonder where that came from. Uh, another story for another day. The simple fact is, I was working that, I was working on that run, and we had this little girl. She never talked to anybody. We'd pick her up first, drop her off last, and the only reason we dropped her off last is because. It gave the mother time to get home from work. Both parents worked. And we would have sat, that bus would have sat right in front of their house. And we would have kept the child happy and, and entertained till her mother got there to take her off the bus, if it became necessary. And the bus, the, the, our dispatcher was cool with it. As long as, you know, we were keeping the child safe, that's all, that's all he cared about. Well, anyway, this one particular day, the child gets on the bus, crying her, her little eyes out. She had finger marks on the side of her face. On the side of her face where the teacher slapped her. Now, this child wouldn't talk to anybody. Now, I sat, normally speaking, my, my position on that bus was the, the d- dead center of the bus, and I would sit in such a way that I could look to the front of the bus and the back of the bus. I could see all positions just by turning my head left or right. Well, this child's sitting there crying. And when it comes to kids... I've got, I've got a, I've, I, I, I'm a softy. I'm an old softy, okay? When I see a child crying, it gets to me, okay? It does. It would get to anybody. But I've got nieces and nephews. And when they, when they used to cry when they were little, I would do anything I could to cheer them up. Well, this child was no exception. I sat down next to her. I kind of wiggled from left and right in the seat, and I just looked over at her. And I turned to my, I turned my head to my right, and I go, "What's the matter? Did you have a bad day in school today?" And I pucker my lip, you know, like I was pouting, and 
and she just looked up at me, still, you know, tears still streaming down her face. One of the kids, we had a box of Kleenex on board. Kid brought back the box of Kleenex, and I sat it right between the child and me, and I handed her a tissue, and she she patted her eyes and everything. Well, that voice you just heard me do, I did that voice from Yorktown Heights, New York, to Peekskill, New York, the whole trip. Those kids on the bus sat in their seats and did not raise a voice. They didn't. They, they didn't say a word. Because the whole time I was doing that voice, halfway th- down the road, halfway home, she started to cheer up a little bit. By the time we got to her, we, all the other kids got off the bus at their, at their houses. By the time they got off and we got to her front door, her mother was standing right there on the steps waiting for her. I stepped away. She came flying out of that seat, huge smile on her face. She just ran off the bus, ran up the stairs. I'll tell you what, to see that, it really, it was, it, to me, that was beautiful. That was the most wonderful thing I could see. You know, my throat was killing me because I, was, because I did that voice so long. But I didn't care. I was able to put a smile on this child's face. Halfway home, I, I didn't think it was, gonna, it was working, so I was getting ready to stop doing it. But then I saw the, the tears start to, to fade, and she just kind of looked at me with, with little, little tiny smiles. So I, I just kept doing it. Went back to the yard with the bus, because so I would ride home with the driver. And for anyone who's ever seen the movie with uh, 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 what's his name, uh-huh. uh, Dirty with Dirty Harry, I'll put it like that. The Gauntlet. Now think about this for a minute, folks. The Gauntlet. You've got people on either side of you, right? Targeting. Well, in this case, we, me and the driver went upstairs to go to the, you know, to go to, to turn in our sheets and everything. My, I had write-up sheets that I just, I didn't have to use that day, so I just handed the clipboard to the, you know, I was handing the clipboard to the dispatcher. Uh, the, the trip sheets, the driver would hand in, and we'd be on our way. Of course, we had to, we had to punch out the clock. Well, this, that particular day. I had drivers and monitors on one side of a catwalk and the other. And there was a narrow pathway leading from the beginning of the catwalk by the stairs all the way to the driver's room. And on the other side of the driver's room was the dispatcher's office. Let me tell you something. You see a bunch of people standing there, and they're looking at you like, uh, well, folks, you're not going to be able to see this on, on radio, but they were looking at me with this stern look on their face, so much to say, you're in trouble now, boy. You're in big trouble. So, I walk through, 
The stature slides the glass window on his office open, and he goes, Sender, my office, now. Oh, shit. I went in there, and I sat down. He left the window open. And he said, George, you know why I called you into my office? I said, uh, no, Brian, but I wish you'd tell me. What I do wrong? He said, you know what you did. I said, no, I don't. Uh, well, I turn around. And I, I swear to God. Mike, I had to mute your audio because I could hear your conversation. I'm sure you don't want your uh, private conversation going on over the air. Uh, let me know in chat when you're ready to come back, okay? So here's the deal. He told me exactly what went on. He said, George, you did one hell of a job. I'm really proud of you. The drivers, the, the monitors, even the mechanics heard all that. And they turned around and they started clapping and hooting and hollering. I'm like, shit. Now I really need to know what the hell did I do exactly? Because even just hearing it from the dispatcher wasn't enough. Well, the next morning, we pick up the child first, as I said. The child sat down in her usual seat, which is right across the aisle from me. Well, guess what? The mother comes flying onto the bus. She comes flying onto the fucking bus. Looks at the driver and she goes, is, is that the monitor? Is that the monitor from yesterday? Is that the monitor? Is that the monitor? Like, she was saying it's so rapid fire, I'm, I'm like, oh, fuck. Now what? Well, sure enough, she comes running up to me, starts kissing me up on one side of my face, kissing my forehead, and in between each kiss, she's going, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That morning, I later, I found out from the dispatcher something that he didn't tell me previous. Apparently, this child chose not to speak. She could talk. She just didn't want to. She just refused to. When we dropped her off the, other, the day before, that child started shooting her mouth off big time, telling her mother that the, that, that the nice man in the seat across from me was, made, made, me, made me smile. He made me laugh. She kept saying that over and over again. She said, I like, I like Mr. George. I like Mr. George. Mr. George is a, is a nice man. And I didn't, I'm, all, I'm all oblivious to this until the next day. We can make a difference in a child's life. We all can. But when a child is abused by the very people that are supposed to protect them while they're in school, That boils my blood. This nine-year-old child, okay, fine. He forgot to put his fucking face diaper back on his face. I'm sorry. 
So you have to shame, you have to publicly shame him in front of his classmates, make him you know, turn around and humiliate this poor kid. Are you fucking insane? This teacher belongs unemployed. This teacher belongs in jail. This teacher doesn't belong even having a teacher's license. The trifecta of get rid of this fucking wench. Now, I'm sorry, but there is no excuse for this shit. And mandating kids to wear face diapers at all is bullshit. The science says that they don't fucking work anyway. So what the fuck? We're supposed to listen to Dr. Fauci fraud? Well, Dr. Fauci says the masks work, so we have to listen to Dr. Fauci. Fuck Fauci. All right. Let's grab this. Let's grab. Oh, you're going to like this one, guys. You're going to like this. Now, as now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we Hurricane Ida did a lot of fucking damage. I mean, New Orleans is still reeling from the effects. They're still being they're, they're still heavily affected by what Hurricane Ida did. Okay? And yes, folks, for those of you watching on camera, I am grabbing my back scratcher because I got an itch on my shoulder blade and it's killing me. <laughs> it wasn't for the fact that I'm sitting here. I my one, my either my left or my right leg should have been going. You know, should have been jumping. Uh, thank God I'm not a dog, right? <laughs> well, I'm a, well I'm, a, I'm a dog of a different type, okay? I'm a... Uh, I, I, <laughs> when it comes to gorgeous women, it's like... Okay, okay, George, easy. Center, calm, <laughs> cool, collected. Get it together, boy. Well, apparently New York residents are slamming asshole on crack and Mayor dumb shit de Blasio... Over the Ida floods. Ooh. Sucks to be them, don't it? Well, apparently Republican <laughs> nominee for New York City Mayor Curtis Sliwa, founder of the Guardian Angels, by the way, alongside other local residents, said Mayor Bill de Blasio, the Democrat, was directly to blame for the flooding due to a cutback in sewer cleaning services. On Monday, Sliwa said he has been deep in the sewers many times. Speaking with affected residents, Sliwa claimed the debris piled up in the system without regular cleanings, which caused water to back up out of the sewers. This is what you have in the sewers, okay? You have all the debris that de Blasio has not had removed, both in the streets because they've cut back on street cleaning and sanitation, and then all of the flo- all of the flotsam and jetsam that flows into the sewers hasn't been removed by the Department of Environmental Protection. One of the residents concurred with Sliwa by saying she has tried to get the city to fix the problem for years, 
although she has been met with little to no success. The funny thing is, I put a request in every year to clean all the catch bases. This year, when I did it, I never saw them drop that damn shovel once, she expressed. All they were doing was driving around the block. So Curtis Sliwa, who's running for mayor of New York City, as, as stated a moment ago, put out a tweet that says, while de Blasio, AOC, and Schumer came for a photo op, Curtis Sliwa took the time to speak with the people ravaged by the flooding. To understand what's going takes time. But that's what being mayor of the best city in the world, New York City, demands. He's right. I agree with him. Now, surviving, now, sur- I said surviving, surviving, and it's actually the word is surveying. Sorry, folks. Slight uh, <laughs> miscue on my part. Uh, Surveying the damage on Monday, Democrat de Blasio was joined by Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Democrat from New York, and Chuck Schumer, Senator Chuck Schumer, the Democrat from New York, to find a culprit for the floods. According to the mayor, so-called climate change was the biggest contributing factor for the historic disaster. Bullshit. Ocasio-Cortez, for her part, agreed with the mayor as she blamed climate for the disaster. Other residents in the city, however, have not been so quick to believe the nebulous D.C. talking points. According to a New York Post report on Monday, many residents strongly disagreed with the far-left lawmaker. Gee, I wonder why. Okay. And before I go to, to the phone lines and get comments there, and as soon as I stop hiccuping and burping all at the same time, I swear that this day is not ending well. <laughs> Good thing I muffled as much as I could. If I had gone full hiccup and burp, y'all would be deaf now. You'd be like... Ah, what did you say? That hiccup and burp made me deaf, damn it. Anyway, uh, asshole on crack, Chuck the schmuck, and dumb shit de Blasio. Climate change? Really? I got your climate change right fucking here, you fucking morons. Okay? Right fucking here. Now, that's the way a New Yorker might tell it to him, or at least I'm, I'm assuming, considering I'm a New York guy from up further north, like 89 miles away from New York City. Yeah. Uh, I always thought it was 75, but I forgot. That's approximately how far it is from my hometown to New York City, roughly. It's actually 89 miles where I'm at now. So I'm glad I don't have to deal with Mayor Dumb shit de Blasio. I'm glad I don't have to. That's all, folks. Deal with. Deal with. With asshole and crack or Chuck the Schmuck. God, this day sucks. 
Okay, Mike, I, were you you were the last one to comment, weren't you? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you start us off with a little bit of gunslinger. Good grief! What a day. That's all, folks. Yep. I'm glad I don't have to deal with an asshole on crack either. And Schmucky, you know. Well, well, the thing with Schmucky is he's your senator. I know you probably didn't vote for the man, but he's one of your senators. So, you know, you... He does, you kind of do have to deal with him, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, 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 you know, that's, that's, that's the deal. You've got these two, two idiots, and that's what, exactly what they are. They are idiots pumping out their bullshit, you know, about this climate change. When everybody knows if you just clean the crap up, Basic sanitation, right? Clean the crap up, and you wouldn't have the damn flood. I mean, come on, man. Even, even our, even our brain, even our, uh, depending on which disease he has, addled, alleged president could figure that out, right? I mean, sanitation. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sanitation is the key here, and the good people, the good people who in New York, you know, know this. And if this guy, who obviously is out of touch with things, uh, uh, you're, that mayor, and of course, well. I mean, look, asshole on crack. We this is the same woman that doesn't know what the hell uh, a garbage disposal is. I can never get that out of my mind. Oh, what's this? Oh, it's a garbage disposal. I've never heard of that before. But that's 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 asshole on crack, though. You know. So, uh, I mean, sanitation is the key here. Sanitation. You look at these. You look at these big cities. You know, New York, Chicago, L.A., Dallas, Houston. Uh, I mean, and, and Houston may be a little bit different because there, there's these canals and bayous and stuff that this, uh, the city sits on. So that's a little bit different, you know. But all the rest of these cities that I name, you know, it's like they they can get it. They Chicago, L.A., and and others like that, they get it. They get basic sanitation. They get that if you have a sewer system that needs to be cleaned out every so often, then you better damn well clean it out. Or you're going to get what, what happened to, uh, what happened to uh, New York City. You're going to get it. When was the last time... L.A. flooded like that. When was the last time, you know, Chicago flooded? When was the last time, you know, Dallas or, or you know, or take your pick of these big cities, you know, that have these these 
these systems like this, these, these major uh, uh, sewage, sewage systems like this, you know? So when was the last time they flooded? He can't answer that question because they generally don't do that because they understand and the, the names of these cities I name are mostly run by what Democrats and even those guys know that you got to basic sanitation, you got to get it done, or else something like this could possibly happen, right? So again, this is you're cutting back on basic sanitation. Uh, dumbass de Blasio. Yeah. 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 Do that. Keep doing that. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Things keep adding up to me. I mean, people say, well, Curtis Lee does not have a chance in this race. Well, things like this keep happening with de Blasio where he cuts back on this this type of stuff and he does this and he cuts back on on stuff that he shouldn't cut back on yeah he's gonna lose this race he's gonna lose and he's probably gonna lose in a big way back to you george no i have a i have a sneaking suspicion he's gonna lose to curtis sliwa and curtis will turn things around he will but uh you know Towns like my hometown, Peekskill, where I live up here in, du- in, in Dutchess County, okay, they get it. They do basic cl- uh, drainage cleanings and everything else. But what happened? What, because he cut back on on, on the on the sanitation. When the subways flooded, and I mean, I saw the videos of the floodwaters literally slamming the tunnels and flooding them outright okay if they could do if the if the if the floodwaters could do that to the to the subway systems of New York City just imagine what they're doing to 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 the to the sewage lines or or to or to the sewer lines and stuff it's those those storm drains need to be cleaned on a regular basis cuz let's face it New York City is not always the, 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 the cleanest in the world, and they know they have to do this shit. But when you've got a mayor who cuts back on the on the sanitation to its bare minimum, practically, people in New York City are being left between a rock and a hard place. And it's no wonder they're pissed. And de Blasio is, is looking at, he's going to be on the outside looking in. And I believe 2022 is going to be the year of Curtis Sliwa. I really do. Gunslinger, what about you? Well, you know, with that regarding that flooding type situations, you're kind of wrong on that situation because... When they design these systems, okay, they design these systems to channel average amounts of water, okay? They got engineers that, that can figure out how big of a pipe you got to have 
and how much volume of water are you going to go through this big ass piece of pipe? Okay. When you when you get an extraordinary amount of water because of a hurricane, for example, and that's exactly what happened there. These engineered drainage pipes get just overwhelmed. It's like trying to put, you know, it's trying to put, you know, 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound five bucket. It ain't going to hold it. It's, it's, you know, under normal conditions, and this is what they think. It's called fluid, fluid dynamics. Under normal conditions, it will channel the water out. I don't care with them how many times you clean the shit out, okay? Under normal conditions, it will hold that amount of water unless something gets stopped up, just like a drain. Your drain gets stopped up. Guess what? Your sink backs up. Well, the same thing. But when when you have so much zillions of gallons of water coming in at the same time from different you know different inlet ports, it is going to get flooded. I don't care how much money you spend. I don't care how big this is. I mean, you could have to you would have to have a goddamn drainage pipe big as a Grand Canyon for a maybe. A seasonal flood. Imagine the cost of, of having a drain pipe big the size of a fucking Grand Canyon. It's impossible. You know that. They know what. So they do it. They engineer it in any city. I don't give a damn if it's New York or any any place. They do it based upon the area, the square miles, I guess, of the drainage complex, and the amount of water that they might get in. But like I said, if they if it's inundated all of a sudden, boom. Well, it is going to back up. I don't care how good brand new systems will, will, will fucking back up. It just depends on how much water they get. Go ahead. All right. Um, I'm taking a guess here that uh, Billy is calling in. So let me see if, if I'm right on this. Bill, is that you? Yeah, that's me. What's up? I'm just listening to what you guys are talking about. All right. Well, Gunslinger, just to let you know, um, basically that's what I was trying to say. May not have said it exactly the same, but that's basically what I was saying. These, these, the, the systems in New York City were overwhelmed. Those floodwaters hit so hard and so fast, they were, they were literally overwhelmed. And then with, with the, the sewer drainage lines, you know, the storm drain lines, when you've got tons of shit piling up inside those uh, storm drains, you know, debris and everything from, you know, from garbage, I mean, let's face it, it's not going to work because the shit's going to back up and flow right into the streets. So eventually... You know, the shit's going to hit the fan, so to speak. So, I don't know. It, it, it seems to me that, you know, by, by, by cutting back the needed services to clean those uh, drainage lines like they're supposed to, it's, create, no, it's creating a, a serious health hazard for one and, and a dangerous situation for two. Now, while the subway systems, you know, have a, are, have a design feature that, you know, that allows for, for, for floodwaters up to a point, 
if you saw the videos I saw where the water was literally coming coming in like a water like a like a hyd- like a hydrant opened up full i mean you the you saw the the cars being literally slammed with water the subway cars were being you couldn't even see the subway cars at one point the water was coming in so bad okay so and people had to get out of those subway stations in a hurry. I mean, they literally scrambled as fast as they could to get out of there, or they would have drowned. That's how bad it was. Okay? Some folks barely got out with their lives. So, you know, if, if de Blasio hadn't cut back the, the sanitation services where they could go in and clean those drainage lines proper... Then, then it would have it would have been more effective, but they weren't cleaned proper. They hadn't been cleaned in a long time. So what's happening is they're not those drains lines are not doing doing what they're designed to do, because you got shit blocking up the blocking up the works. I mean, you really have it blocking up the works. <clears throat> So at, at at this point, okay, it's 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 a question of, you know, what what's 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 needed to be done. Well, De Blasio, if he had any brains at all, he would order the he would order the sanitation department to go in and start cleaning these fucking uh, drainage lines, ad infinitum as as much as humanly possible, especially in areas that were severely affected. Do you guys have problems at your drainage lines, George? Something break? No, 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 no. We're talking about what happened in New York City uh, as a result of Hurricane Ida. Yeah, that happened during so- Superstorm Sandy also. Yes, yes it did. Same, same exact thing. But you know yeah. something... Um, you guys can look this up. There's a chemical that's in basically everybody's water in all states. This at different levels. Um, I forget what it's called. I think it's a pesticide. And it's in all water, and it causes issues. So if, you want, if you're going to get anything, give yourself a filter. Don't keep drinking. Look it up yourself. Look it up yourself. Um, it begins with a P, I think it's called. I never heard of it before. And it's been, you know, basically, you know, all the states. Some some states are worse than others, some counties, some towns. Um, so, I, you know, I would invest in just, you know, a decent water filter, man. So you're not, you're not drinking this. Uh, yeah, but what, what we're talking about, we're talking about the, the, the drainage lines that, that, were, that were affected by, by this uh, Hurricane Ida down in New York City. Yeah, because not, New York City got slammed pretty hard. So a yeah, lot of not, the... Uh, no, I'm just saying there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do about the draining drainage lines, but you can, you know, stop drinking uh, water that causes cancer. Well, I've got a I've got a water filter device on my on my faucet. You know, to filter the water. So I made sure I got that I'm, because it's just like a public service announcement. Yeah. No, I got you, Bill. I got you. 
the, thing, the, the, the one thing, though, that, that bothers me about this whole situation is, uh, and, and by the way, just, just, so, just, so, just to let you know, guys, I was supposed to go down to Peekskill Sunday uh, to visit with family, cousins of mine that I hadn't seen in close to 30 years. But Metro North Commuter Railroad, the Hudson Line, was completely shut down this past weekend because they were still doing massive repairs on the lines for the Hudson Commuter Railroad service. So there was no train service. I didn't know it until I was getting ready to leave to go to the train station. But I had the presence of mind to check with, the, with, with Metro North to find out, because I wanted to find out when the next train was, and I found out they were completely shut down until yesterday. And even yesterday, they still, they, they still weren't up to, to running capacity. They still weren't up and running yet. So this, this Hurricane Ida did a lot of damage. It really did. Yep. Uh, now, let's see here. Close that. Close that. Okay. Now check this out. I've for, I've been I had forgotten to I, I couldn't get to the story twice twice lately. And this came out on the first of September from Daily Wire. Now you remember the th- remember the thirteen. Uh, service members that died in Afghanistan. Well, apparently, Nancy Pelosi blocked the GOP from reading the names of the slain U.S. troops. Okay? Literally stopped the GOP from reading the 13 service members' names. Now, get this. Republican representatives are, are blasting House Speaker Nancy Pelosi after they say... She blocked them from reading the names of the 13 U.S. service members who were killed in Afghanistan on the House floor. How badly do Nancy Pelosi and the House Democrats want to cover up this Afghanistan debacle? They just blocked members of Congress from reading the names of the service members who sacrificed their lives in Afghanistan, posted Representative Carlos Jimenez, Republican from Florida, on Tuesday. this is last week. Don't you think our military deserves better? Okay. Now, Representative Brian Mast, also a Republican from Florida, a wounded combat veteran from Afghanistan, said the same to the Floridian. We get we we gaveled in, had a prayer, said the Pledge of Allegiance took a moment of silence with pretty much all Republican veterans, then asked to be recognized to read names and bring up Afghanistan legislation, Mass told the outlet. They did not acknowledge us and just closed the House down. Fellow Florida Republican combat veteran Representative Greg Stubbe, I think that's how it's pronounced, slammed House Democrats for the same. House Democrats just refused to recognize Republican veterans on the House floor to read the names of our fallen service members in Afghanistan. 
This is what Stuby posted on to social media. That's how far our nation has fallen. Joe Biden has also come under fire for not properly honoring the fallen. Gold Star families have ra- have railed against Biden for allegedly blowing them off, speaking of his own grief and not listening to theirs, and appearing to check his watch while he attended the dignified transfer of 13 U.S. troops killed by ISIS terror attacks in Afghanistan. Uh, just to let you all know, he checked his watch 13 times that day. 13 times, yes. Now, on Monday, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked about Biden appearing to check his watch during the transfer and refused to give a direct answer. Some of the Gold Star families have criticized the Biden's conduct at the dignified transfer. Uh, Fox News Channel's Jaquai Heinrich told the press secretary, there was a father of one Marine who said the president, uh, Biden, I should say, shouldn't be checking his watch every time a flag-draped transport case came by the plane. And a sister of another Marine said that it felt like a fake and scripted apology. Emphasizing her question, Heinrich asked, was Biden looking at his watch And does he have a message for those people who felt they were offended? Saki sidestepped the criticism and refused to to address the question relating to Biden looking at his watch. Well, I would say his message to all of the family members who were there, those who were not even in attendance, is that he is grateful to their sons and daughters the sacrifice that they made to the country. That's how Saki responded that he knows firsthand what, what it's like to lose a child and the fact that no one can tell you anything or say anything, that's their, that's their, that there's no words that are going to fill that hole that is left by that. He's not, and I'm not going to speak to the private conversations, of course. They have the right to convey whatever they would like, But I will tell you from spending a lot of time with him over the last couple of days that he was deeply impacted by these family members who he met just two days ago, that he talks about them frequently in meetings and the incredible service of their sons and daughters. That is not going to change their suffering, but I wanted to convey that still. Now, let me put something out there, everybody, for you to digest also. Biden went on vacation. He was on vacation when the the attack in Afghanistan happened. Instead of going back to Washington and doing what a president is supposed to do, since he claims he's the president, what did he do? He stayed on vacation. This past weekend, instead of dealing with the situation with the remaining Americans that are still over there in Afghanistan, as I said before earlier in this broadcast, they're saying there are members of Congress that are saying anywhere between 500 and 1,000, if not more, Americans are still over there, unable to leave. 
Now, whether it's the State Department refusing to let them leave Afghanistan or the Taliban, which I believe the Taliban is more responsible for that than anybody else, it's irrelevant. Because the Taliban, I believe, it was reported that they won't let them leave and that the United States must recognize the Taliban as the legitimate government of Afghanistan. And they have until the 9th of September to do so, which means they're holding our Americans, our fellow Americans, hostage in Afghanistan. They're using them as a bargaining chip to force the United States to recognize them as, the, as a legitimate government when they're not. They overthrew the legitimate government of Afghanistan and took over the country with the help of Al-Qaeda and, yes, ISIS. All right. Now, I've got, I've got, all, I've got Billy and Mike and Gunslinger on the line with me. Billy, since you're, 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 on, you're newer to the, to, to the call-in tonight, you heard what I just read. You know what's going on. What are your thoughts on all this? Well, one, I mean, you want to try to keep the stress level low. <clears throat> that can really tell you. Um, I mean, it, it is what it is, George. I, I mean, there's not really too much that I can do about it, or really any individual can do about it. You need a group of people. You know, to do what's happening in Lake in California and start recalling these governors. If people start there, um, they get enough signatures, you can do it. So that's the only way it's going to get fixed. I don't see that happening, though, because people just, they're manipulated by the media and shit like that. So I don't want to tell you, man. Still think you're drinking. Billy, Billy, let me ask you something. There are there are many in the Republican side of the aisle that are that are that are saying that uh, Joe Biden committed treason. Yeah, in, in in the way he handled things, by giving aid and comfort to the enemy, by leaving all those trucks, Humvees, fixed wing aircraft, helicopters, guns and ammunition and drones, all yep. that stuff. Eighty billion dollars of military hardware for the Taliban yeah, to scout. I'm, I'm fully aware. I'm fully aware. You know, um, and you know, I agree that it should have been destroyed. I think he, you know, he, 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 you know, I guess I could send him a hard letter. You know what I mean? I'm gonna tell you, George, we're just in this spiral right now. You know, we're circling the drain, and right now we're moving pretty fast. That's, you know, I know this, so I'm just doing what I need to do, so it ain't fast for me. What else can you do at this point? All right. Uh, let's go to Gunslinger next. Well, I don't know. Like you, like you, like you said, you know, they're going to have to do something, okay? Uh Biden there did commit treason. There's no doubt about that. Come on, that, that's giving aid and comfort to your enemy, okay? And that's exactly what he did. 
Yeah, they're the most armed fucking bunch of dumb fuck goat huppers, goat fuckers, camel molesting son of bitches in the whole area over. <laughs> Thanks, Biden, dumbass. So when you have dumbasses like that, I guarantee you that would have never happened under Trump. No fucking way in hell. But because they cheated and the other dumbasses voted for, you know, dumbass, this is what you get. You get murdered people. You get uh, terrorists being being armed <clears throat> armed to the hilt with your tax money, by the way. Where's my goddamn refund at? I want my goddamn refund. You let that 80-something billion dollars worth of fucking military hardware that was paid for by our tax money in the United States go to a bunch of goddamn fucking terrorists, motherfuckers, okay? Now I want my goddamn refund, you motherfuckers. I mean... But as the old saying goes, it's always easier to spend somebody else's money, isn't it? <laughs> Go ahead. Isn't it always the way the government does things? They they spend our our they spend the taxpayers' hard-earned money and waste it. They waste it. Cherokee Rose said in, on Twitch. It's disturbing how the how Biden administration is handling this Afghanistan situation, and I agree with her. It's disgusting, and it's not. And and I hate to say it, but September 9th is coming up real fast, folks. I'm telling you right now. You watch. Mark my words. There's gonna be. Dead Americans in Afghanistan if they don't get their way. Those Americans are going to end up dead at the hands of, a, of, of the Taliban because if they don't get their rec- the recognition of being a, le- a so-called legitimate government by the United States, our, Amer- our fellow American citizens are going to be pushing up daisies. And, that's, and, that, and that bothers me deeply. And who's going to be responsible for that, other than the Taliban? Their good buddy in the White House. Mr. Cognitive Skills out the window himself. Mike? Mike? Mikey? Depending hey, on Jamie, what Mike. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Mike. Mike, go ahead. Mike, go ahead. Yeah, you hear you, Mike. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right, dude. Wake up. Can you can you hear me? Can you hear me? Now I can hear you. What happened? Okay. Okay. I must have muted myself. You know. Ouch. Alert. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Depending on. I think you muted yourself again. Hey, 
Mike, you there? Uh, it depends upon what disease you think he has, and it doesn't matter to me. This guy is a disaster worse than Jimmy Carter. And we know what Jimmy Carter gave us. Jimmy Carter gave us the mothers in Iran. This guy's going to give us a combination, ISIS, you know, Al-Shabaab, uh, Taliban, take your pick of these freaking terrorist groups, you know. And mm. and these, you're right, George, these guys, yeah, they're going to be pushing up daisies, these, these guys, if they don't get what they want, and we know what they want. They want to be recognized as the government, and it's all about money. Because if they're recognized as the official government, then they can get the their hands on the money that are that they you know. It's all about the money. It's all about that green stuff. <coughs> you know, whatever, whatever the hell the color of the money is in uh in uh in you know Afghanistan. But anyway. It, and this is cognitively impaired guy who could be a schizophrenic or could be whatever whatever disease you want to call it. Uh, it just uh, they wasted. If they were going to cheat, think they could find somebody better to cheat for than this guy. Back to you, George. Well, let me let me let me let me just say that uh, any Democrat that supports Biden is just as guilty of treason as he is. He gave aid and comfort to the enemy by leaving all that military hardware behind. It should have been destroyed. Many of the soldiers. And so many of the, the U.S. service members that came back, including their commanding officers, said that they should never have left that shit there intact. But apparently they got orders to just leave it. Why would anyone in the Department of Defense or the Pentagon or whatever give them that kind of order? Knowing full well that the Taliban's going to go swooping in like vultures and take. Now I've heard people say, "Well, they don't. They don't know how to use it. How do we know they don't? We can't be as certain as certain of that as, as you might think." For all we know, they know how, they know how to work it. And it doesn't matter if they know how to work it, really. They could turn around and sell it to Iran and all, these other, and all these other fucking places. All these other nice terror groups that do know how to work the shit. And that should scare anybody. Well, we kind of went a little over on the overtime factor, which is, all well, which is nice. I like doing that sometimes. But unfortunately, I have got to get off of here soon because my body is running out of gas rapidly. And you can probably tell by the sound of my voice. It's getting a little raspy. But before we go to final thoughts and everything, I want to take this opportunity to thank all the folks 
watching on the video platforms, especially our good, our dear friend Cherokee Rose, who's watching by way of Twitch. Uh, Billy, Mike, and Gunslinger here on the line with me. And, of course, all of you watching and listening by archives. Now, I have an announcement to make. Because September 11th is this weekend, this coming Saturday, during the course of the day, if at all possible, I'm going to try and tie into live video feeds from Ground Zero and broadcast them on the video platforms. That night, at a special start time of 9 p.m. Eastern, Firefox News Online will be live on the, the video platforms and Mixler. We will not be on Blog Talk Radio. But because I'm doing this this weekend and it's going to be a very long broadcast most likely, I am foregoing the Wednesday edition this week. I had not planned on doing it that way, but I looked at the hours that, that I'll be involved in and everything that's going to be, that I got to do leading up to Saturday. And I just feel that, it, you know, with the importance of the 20th anniversary and remembering all those who, were, who, were, who, who died at the hands of filthy, rotten, evil, sadistic, cock-sucking terrorists... Those 3,000 souls deserve to be, to be properly remembered. And I've always, I've always tried to do a 9-11 memorial broadcast. This year will be the most important memorial broadcast of all. So I'm asking everyone to, to, to check, <clears throat> check facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. That's facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. I keep saying the FFNO, and it's actually FFNOIBN. Oh, boy, i got to fix that. <laughs> also, mewi.com slash... <clears throat> yeah, right? Come on, man. Well, son of a bitch. You'll get it right one of these days. <laughs> go to, also, go to mewi.com slash Firefox News Online or gab.com slash Firefox News Online for the links uh, for the live feeds on the video side as well as Mixler. Having said that, I just have one more thing to, to add, and then we'll go to final thoughts. For anyone who has tuned into this broadcast and found Firefox News Online informative, entertaining, and you like what, what's done here, then I ask your, your help in keeping us going. You can't take this off on your taxes, but your help is most appreciated. If you go to paypal.me slash Firefox News Online, that's paypal.me slash Firefox News Online, your non-tax deductible donation can be sent there, and it is most appreciated. And to all those who have donated in the past, you have my sincerest gratitude. Please, help us stay on the air. It's getting more and more expensive to do this stuff. There's a lot of things that, that go into it. 
lot that goes into it, and it takes and, and cost. It's costing a lot more now than it did a year ago. So, any help you can give would be gratefully appreciated. And now, final thoughts. And by the way, just to let you know, final thoughts uh, cover what we talked about tonight. Um, I know Billy, you you came in kind of late on the on, on things, but if you have a final thought uh, regarding things you heard about in the news this week that you might feel is of interest to the people out there, uh, you can do that. You can share that if you like. Uh, but basically, uh, Gunslinger, myself, and Mike uh, will be talking about what was talked about here uh, during the course of the last couple of hours plus. Anyway, usually I start with, with Mike from Louisiana, but tonight we'll start with Billy if he feels so inclined to offer a final thought, and if not, we'll then go to Mike, and then the Gunslinger, and then I'll do mine. So Billy, if you have anything you'd like to offer in final thoughts tonight, fire away. Um, not really. I mean... Um... Just uh, try not to stress out too much. Always good advice. Always good advice. Thanks, Bill. All right, Mike, the crazy Cajun. And your final thoughts, please. Okay. Now, I mean, look, we've talked about this guy that's in the White House that's a basically the people's house that he's one of two things one one of three things maybe even three of three things you know schizophrenic you know uh, Alzheimer's and you know uh, what was the third thing I can't I'm blanking on the third thing third kind of disease that we said he might be huh dementia yeah, dementia. Yeah. One of by the, one by of the way, you, just to let you know, you can you can you, either you have dementia or you have Alzheimer's. You can't have both. Right. Now you can't have one of you know you can't have two. You, you can be you know dementia and you know the the, the uh, schizophrenic. schizophrenic, but that yeah schizophrenic and he's based his policy has been called that. His policy has been called kind of schizophrenic at times. And the way he's acted has been called schizophrenic at times. So, you know, why if I if you're if you're if you're somebody like ISIS or like uh the Taliban, when you got this guy that's in this state, in this possible state you're telling me you're not going to try and take advantage of that, you know, find a way to take advantage of that. And that's exactly what they're doing. I mean, now, he that Biden doesn't have to make it quite so easy by leaving equipment and not getting our people out and all that stuff. But, I mean, they don't really have to do anything to take advantage of him because he's making it easy for him, right? And 
look, we've said it before about Biden. What they're what the Democrats are doing to him, yeah, people are are pulling the other people may be pulling the strings, but what they are doing to him is elder abuse. And on that and on that point about Biden and and what's going on with that. Uh and who's pulling his strings. Here is I will end my final thoughts with this. Uh George here is a headline from the Babylon Bee. Republicans call for impeachment of whoever is telling Biden what to do. That is <laughs> that is the Babylon Bee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Impeachment of whoever is telling Biden what to do. I like that. I like that. Put the link to that in the chat, will you please? I'd really like to have that. uh, Wow. Gunslinger, final thoughts, sir. Well, you know, it's pretty clear that old uh, sleepy, nappy Joe is not making the decisions because he's incapable of making these decisions. Somebody else has to be doing it because there's no way that this person can logistically make anything for that matter. I mean, he don't even know where he is half the time. So how can you make very sound-minded logistical decisions based upon you don't even know where you are? You can't. It's fucking impossible. You know that. So... It's going to be a, you know, if he gets booted out, you know, the hoe gets in there, you know. And if she gets booted out, the pig old Piglosi's going to get in there. Oh, boy. You talk about being caught between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> Which one's harder, the rock or the hard place? Hell of a choice, isn't it? Uh, but that may not happen. Like I said, that would take a couple of years or three years. By that time, hell, we'll be in 2024, hopefully. And I'm sure that President Trump will be running again. So, but it, it's going to be—it's going to take another four fucking years when President Trump gets back in there because of all the damage that these dumb fucks have done. Anytime Democrats get in there, they're fucking—they fuck things up. It's a total clusterfuck now. It's almost like when when Trump started in 2016. And look how long it took him to do what he did in four years. You know, now it's going to take another four years to counter what these dumb fucks have done. Uh, He better stock up on some pens for plenty of executive orders because he's going to need them. Go ahead, Case Lawyer. Well, in my final thoughts tonight, very quickly, uh, to to caveat and piggyback on what Gunn just finished with, um, it didn't take President Trump long, <clears throat> excuse me, to uh, to really start revert, doing a, reversing a lot of what Obama did in eight years. It didn't take him long to get companies to agree to come back to this country that had left. And been gone for decades, uh, offering them uh, t- 
tax incentives and breaks that would literally uh, make it possible for them to, you know, to come back and, and be able to bring jobs back to the United States once more. So I, I think it'll t- it's going to take probably the first couple of years in office, because I firmly believe Trump's going to take 2024 if he runs. His popularity is way, way up there, far more than it was uh, for 2020, because people are fed up with Biden. They're fed up with the Democrats, the way they operate. They're fed up with the bullshit. They're fed up to no end. Having said that, this uh, this kid, you know, this young man, this 22-year-old uh, holler, who's uh, not being allowed to attend Rutgers University's remote classes because he's unvaccinated, is the most ridiculous, asinine, fucked up thing a liberal-ass university like Rutgers could do to anybody. Folks, it's like I said before. You cannot pass COVID-19 through a camera lens or a microphone. It's not like a computer virus. <clears throat> so here's the here's the the one thing that most people fail to recognize. <clears throat> and that's when the Democrats say follow the science, they need to take their own advice because this, because scientifically there's no way I'm going to pass a common cold through my microphone to you. Okay? There's no way that my camera lens is going to transmit the common cold, the flu, to you. The same thing applies with COVID and all these variants that they, they come up with. All right? So to that young man who's been pretty much locked out of Rutgers and missed out on, his, on, the, on the start of classes September 1st. Kid, Firefox News Online has your back. Or as we, said in the mil- as we often said in the military, we got your six. There's one thing I will not tolerate is dumb shit. And that's the dumbest shit of all. Telling the guy... You can't attend remote classes because you're not vaccinated for COVID. As for New York City and what happened with Hurricane Ida, the effects of Hurricane Ida were felt as far as Westchester County, which affected the Hudson Line of the Metro North Commuter Railroad. This past weekend was a direct result of that. When I tried to find out about the train schedule Sunday only to be told no trains were operating because they are still working on massive repairs in, as a result of Hurricane Ida. So I missed out on going to visit with, with people and with cousins I haven't seen in decades. I lost out on that opportunity. I don't know if I'll have, I don't know if another opportunity will ever present itself. 
but I hope and pray it does. And I hope and pray that the next time there's not a hurricane coming up behind it, you know, coming up before it to ruin everything. Finally. This week, there are many who are talking about what happened 20 years ago this coming Saturday, September 11. There are many people who are remembering the 3,000 lives that were lost and remembering just how gripped with fear this nation was because we had no idea what was coming next. On that Memorial Day, on that Memorial broadcast, the 20th anniversary, I'm going to let you know a few things that I haven't said in previous broadcasts. And there's a couple of things I will be repeating. But I guarantee you'll want to be tuned in. For the actual Memorial broadcast, 9 p.m. Eastern, And 6 Pacific, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, not sure, oh, uh, 8 p.m. Central. So it's 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, and 6 Pacific time on the video platforms used by the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network and for the memorial itself on all the video platforms, including Mixler. And that will be live. Again, I want to thank everyone for being here. And uh, again, we will not be here for the Wednesday broadcast because of Saturday. But we will see you on Saturday. During the course of the day, check facebook.com slash FFNOIBN, mewi.com slash Firefox News Online, or gab.com slash Firefox News Online for the links to the video platforms. And check them often. Because as soon as I find a feed that, that's stable and I can work with it, I'm going to put it up there. But, all, but also, be sure to check those, those social media sites for the links to the live broadcasts for the 9 p.m. special memo, uh, 9-11 memorial. I'm George Sinzer, and for the comments I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. Y'all be good, and if you can't be good, be careful. If you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, do not name it after me. That's all I ask. Wow. Something went right for a change. I actually got that out of my mouth without getting, without tripping on my tongue. From the Firefox News online headquarters in the Hudson Valley of New York. We'll see you on Saturday. And with that, I need to do, 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 wait a minute, oh, good grief, I forgot to do something here. Remove that, move that, take the, okay, thank you, and there. Outro in three, two, one.